Thanks to that piece of <laughs> lieutenant that's always uh, on his podcast. Bash us. <laughs> him. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to New York's finest retired unfiltered podcast. I'm Eric Dimmy, most complained cop, NYPD. And along with me is John McCarry, the founder and the co-host of the podcast, Retired Lieutenant Unvaccinated. How you doing, my brother? Very well, bro. A lot of complaints, a lot of stuff online. Everybody's reaching out to us every day about not receiving their retro checks and now not receiving the holiday checks. These are the guys that settled the contract recently and their old retro back pay. It's been two months. They were promised it at the end of July, and people are getting fed up. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we speak to cops all the time. We always keep their identity anonymous, of course. We're here to protect the cops, but we're here to be a voice for them to speak from the outside to help within. And what we're hearing, the commonality, what we're hearing is that cops that have retired or vested that have left the job – they're being met with resistance when they call the police department and they try to inquire about their checks. There's one particular gentleman we've noticed on Instagram who actually made contact with the first deputy commissioner and he was met with resistance and not being helped at all. What do you think about that? Um, I First of all, I've, I've been here and nobody picks up the phone there. I heard from another retired guy that he flew in from Florida, New York. He waited about an hour. He got his check. When they called him in to get his check, there was stacks of like a thousand checks just sitting on this desk. And he actually got mad and he flipped out. He's like, I have to come in from Florida to pick this up. And all these people are waiting. Like, when are they coming out? And they're like, they're going out. And now uh, we heard that this guy reached out to the first deputy. He actually filed a CCRB on her um, for not helping him. Um, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think there's complete mismanagement. And if the first deputy commissioner of the police department, second in charge, isn't willing to help you, it just shows what you're dealing with in the New York City Police Department. Yeah, it just, to me, it's completely reflect reflective of the egotistical ideology and the weak core management that we see at the upper echelon of the police department. We have people that are just, they're not ready for these positions that are being appointed, particularly the first deputy commissioner, She's not ready at this point to be in this position with the uh, amount of experience that she has. Even if she was the best leader ever, she still doesn't have the amount of experience to be appointed as the first deputy commissioner. But here, the information that we have is that she's presented with a problem. And the problem comes from a former NYPD police officer that has retired. And he has met with resistance on getting his paycheck. Police officers have waited for a contract for six years, an extreme amount of time. So, of course, they're going to be excited. But here we are over two months and they have not received their pay. So if they can't show compassion to their own, how are they going to show compassion to the public? How does this equate to public safety? Oh, it, it, it definitely correlates to everything. You know, it just shows how self-serving it is. I mean, you're the second in charge. Someone calls you and I believe she said. And I quote, what I was told is that she said, I know you know that I'm the first deputy commissioner. I don't know where your check is. I can't help you get your check. Um, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if I was the first dep and I was sitting there and I got that phone call, I, first of all, I would be like, why are you calling me? And when he expressed the fact that he couldn't get anyone on the phone for two months and the very far, few times he did, uh, he got the runaround and he was told that thousands of checks were sitting there. I would immediately go down and find out how many checks we have. What is the process? 
Absolutely. If I was the first deputy commissioner, I'm that busy, and I was that perturbed that I received this phone call, the first thing I want to do is figure out how do I stop these phone calls from coming my way? So how am I going to stop that? It's by making sure that this person is actually helped, right? Exactly that. Go to the actual department that distributes these checks and find out what is the lag if there is one, what's going on, why these people aren't getting their checks. And if you see there's a thousand checks, find out what's the system on how they're distributing checks and find out how to implement a more adequate system so that people are getting paid and we're not presented with such a silly problem of why they're not getting paid. They waited six years for a contract. They're super excited to get this retro. And of course, they're going to be excited, anticipating when they're going to receive a check. But someone to actually have to leave from Florida to get their check is just totally preposterous. No, I mean, and, and you, you know, you, you'd have to at some point, I would hope that after several, because this wasn't the first time she's been contacted about this, because she, at the end of the day, is in charge of payroll. So she is in charge of, 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 of making sure these retro checks get out. At the end of the day, yeah, I know it's at a high level, but at the end of the day, it falls under her authority that these checks even get sent out. So, I mean, again, it just shows, it just correlates to the lack of care. I mean, it's a retired member of service that they're calling you, wait, why do these people feel desperate enough to call me? Let me go see why there's thousands of checks sitting there so I could go down. I mean, I don't even know how many checks there are. If there were 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 30,000, I don't care what the number is. Give me a number. Give me a number. Give me one person in two weeks. All you guys will have to check. I mean, it's, it's a joke. I mean, what is the leg? What is the process? How many checks do we have? How many going out a day? And that's it. And then, and then these, these phone calls will be alleviated. Get them out of the New York City Police Department. These contracts were settled. They were given a date they would receive this money by. And by all means, I believe that anyone that received that check late, you owe them money because they were supposed to get paid as of that date. Absolutely. And if anything, these people should be paid some type of accrued interest. If at any point in another organization, if you were late on making some type of payment, there would be some fault on your part and you probably would have to accrue some type of interest. It's unfair that these people have to wait. And how do we know that their claims are legit? For one, I can tell you this. John and I have received numerous complaints. There was one or two complaints. We could say, hey, maybe there's a glitch in the system for this particular person. But we have received numerous complaints from different cops that have retired, vested, or resigned from the police department. And these complaints that people are independent from each other. And they're saying the same things. They have not received their money. And they're, are being, they're being met with resistance and reluctance to get their checks. Now, if you're the first deputy commissioner, if you're contacted and, and you could say, well, why are you calling me? Why should I have to deal with this? No, the answer should be is you should want to deal with this. You should want to nip this in the bud. You have extreme power and responsibility and the ability to help this person. You should help others so it stops happening. You should have some compassion for the people. But again, it goes back to what I said, is we have people that are being appointed that don't have the leadership ability, and they're just leading by ego. Yeah, it's it's a joke that you wouldn't see that this to be a problem, that their checks were supposed to be sent out two months ago and, st and still aren't sent out, and people are reaching out to you. There was another person I know that emailed her and basically said, um, the, the response was basically said, I'm still waiting for my retro check. It's been two months. And the response that the first step gave was, why are you emailing me about this? 
And she said, because I've emailed everyone and I've gotten no response. And from what I understand, you're in charge of this. And then the check, she got a notification that, uh, that, um, the check was mailed out like two days after, after that occurrence. It's ridiculous that I even have to get to that level. I agree. It should not go to the first step, but I mean, I, I, when, when there's nowhere to turn, the phones aren't being picked up. Nobody's getting answers. I mean, somebody's got to, somebody at the end of the day has got to run with it, right? Somebody's got to take some leadership. You're making the big bucks. Now you're the boss should be you. You should figure it out. It should be an embarrassment. It should be a slap in the face to you that the people that are underneath you are even letting this get to your level or letting this happen. Where is an embarrassment to you? I feel like I'm broken record saying this, but I'm going to say it again. You're paying union dues. Where are the unions in representation of their union members to say my my union members are not getting paid? They have we have fought hard to get this contract that took six years. Why are they not getting the paid? Why are they not getting their money? Why are they not getting paid? But again, the unions have proved to be worthless over time, time and time again. So you know what? If the unions are not going to help you, and sure as hell the first deputy commissioner has sh shown that she doesn't want to help you, New York's finest retired and filtered, we're going to help you by putting this podcast out there and bringing awareness that the union members are being denied their paychecks because they vested, resigned, or retired. And... We're not going to allow that to happen to you. We're here to support you. Absolutely. It's a slap in the face. Shouldn't happen. It's it's easy stuff, man. Get the checks. How many we got? How many we send it out a day? And get them out. Shouldn't take more than two weeks. It's been two months. It's an embarrassment. It's a disgrace. Um, and by all means, if you're waiting for your check, email everybody. You know what their names are. First name, dot, last name, at nypd.org. Do everybody. Get a response. It's two months is too long. You're losing money on it. Appreciate, uh, uh, you know, you're losing money on it. Your money's uh, depreciating at every every month and you're losing money on it. There's no reason that you need to. People need to start answering. And by the way, you're retired now. You are you are a member of the public. So the member of the, the, the public that they tiptoe around now, they also better tiptoe around you, too. And if they don't file CCRB on them, too. Because you know what? The only people that get treated worse than cops in the city are retired cops from the city. So we're not, we're not going to take it. You don't talk to retired members like we're perps, and you wouldn't talk to a perp that way. Don't do it. You're not dead. You're retired. Your voice counts. You heard it here. This is enough. We're fighting for you to get your paychecks. Make sure these people get paid. New York Times Retirement Filter Podcast. Thank you for watching. Law enforcement professionals dedicate their lives to serving and protecting our community. But who's protecting their financial futures? That's where Laidlaw Blue comes in. Our wealth management platform is specifically designed for the law enforcement community. Laidlaw Blue is a division within Laidlaw Wealth Management run by retired New York City detective John McDermott. His status as a retired detective uniquely positions him to establish a deep connection between Laidlaw Blue and the law enforcement community. Our platform is easy to use and provides a range of financial services, including investment management, retirement planning, and insurance solutions. With Laidlaw Blue, you can secure your financial future and provide for your loved ones. Our team of experienced financial advisors understands the unique challenges and opportunities that law enforcement professionals face. We're here to help you navigate 
the complexities of financial planning and achieve your goals. Laidlaw Blue. Secure your financial future today. Book a meeting using the QR code displayed or call us directly on 888-901-BLUE. That's 888-901-BLUE.